not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor, some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Plea also you for lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, have to teach patience. In meekness, instructing those that oppose himself, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, or taken captive by him at his will. Father, if as we have one desire in our hearts since we are saved and we know it, and that is to be pleasing to you and to be a testimony to a lost and dying world. Teach us how to do it, Lord, every day, every moment, not just part-time, but all the time. Glorify in your name that people might see you in us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As I was going through this, good advice is not enough when it comes to living the Christian life. We need the good news, that is the gospel, tell us how to do things that's important. And what we need to have more than anything else is the power to live the Christian life. Now there's some things that are imperative, which, by the way, I learned what that word means. I've used it for years, and I got in a dictionary one day and looked it up. It means you can't do without it. Amen? That's an easy way of saying it. And so there are some imperatives which stand out with tremendous authority in the Bible. For instance, the Bible says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quiet ye like men, be strong. And if you add to that, uh, again, let all your things, that is, all you do, be done with charity or with love. Now, we have a picture of a general drawing the soldiers and he's giving them final counsel before they go into battle and so they can be victorious in battle. And you better remember uh, this one thing as a Christian. We are soldiers of Christ. Now, we are called by him to endure hardness. 2 Timothy 2 verse 3. Now, we're engaged in a real and terrible battle in a warfare. And Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I've been through some of the craziest things as a pastor that I could uh, be engaged in. In fact, this week I was called by a group that wants to have uh, a Jewish uh, get-together of all the, the Jewish pastors that please uh, what the Bible speaks about the Jews and so on and meet in Jacksonville. And um, I really thought about it a lot about going. And then I, I remembered 
I, uh, Dr. Jack Van Impey one time, he came and preached for us, and we had this place packed out. And I think it was 20 people, 26 people, if I remember right, got saved that day he preached here. A little time later on, uh, Dr. Van Impey called me and said, uh, do you think you could get all the independent Bible-believing pastors in the Tampa Bay area to get together to hold a conference uh, that people would get saved at and preaching and all the churches come together in one place. He said, if you think so, I can rent, I'll rent the fairground and uh, uh, we'll have it, we'll all meet and fill that thing up. And I said, well, I'll do the best I can. And I think it was about 120, if I remember right, independent Bible-believing pastors all around the Tampa Bay area and Jacksonville, I mean, uh, Orlando and south of us there. So I called all of them and talked to them, and, and they said, well, yeah, we'll, we'll be there. We'll come. And we rented a place and got the big dinner set up for everybody to come and, and everything. And I went over there and met with Dr. Van Impen and, and uh, his lead man, and, and not a one of them showed up. Not a one. And they called, you know, I, I said, well, what in the world is going on? And so I made some phone calls to see why they didn't show up. And they said, uh, have you read the book? I said, what book? And they said, uh, uh, Schisms in the Body of Christ, written by Dr. Jack Van Impey. And what he was, wrote in the book was that he believed that anybody could be saved, no matter what your denomination is, uh, by the preaching of the gospel. And, uh, boy, a lot of independent Baptist preachers don't, don't like that kind of stuff. I mean, you talk about getting Catholics together and Methodists together and all kinds of denominations together and preaching the gospel to them. And, boy, they don't like that kind of stuff. They want the Baptists. All the, I mean, so Now, listen, I'm a Baptist to the core. All right? I believe in the Baptist doctrine 100%. But I also believe that anybody can get saved. I don't care what denomination you are. But anyhow, I never will forget the embarrassment and everything that I went through that. Do you know what? I, it, it, sometimes you go through things you just want to give up. I mean, in, in, a, in a flash of a moment, uh, people will do crazy things to you and as a Christian. And well, I didn't do one thing to have all that happen to me. I was just trying to serve the Lord and get people saved. And I use that to show you something. That all your things, that is all that you do, be done with love and charity. What for? To be like Christ Jesus. Now, we're soldiers. We're in a battle. And the old devil will do anything in the world. One old preacher said, uh, I never will forget him making this statement. The devil knows your chain to pull. He knows what to get you. He knows what to get me. What to get you might not even bother me. And what to get me might not even bother you. The devil knows your chain to pull. And you got to be aware of it. And you get your feelings hurt, you get something said, you get something done, and every once in a while you you got to remember, we're in a battle. And it's a constant battle. It's a 24-hour day battle to serve the Lord. Now, but I thank God that we had a great and glorious captain. Hebrews 2 verse 10 said, He is the captain of our salvation. So the victory 
we seek in our captain's is our captain's victory, not necessarily desires, a victory which he has accomplished by his death through the resurrection, and which he makes available to us now from the throne in heaven. Now, what is our part in all this? I believe if every Christian is to be the Christian he or she ought to be and serve God and God intended him to be, then there are some things that we must do. Number one, always be on your guard. Watch ye, the Bible says, which means keep awake and be vigilant. This is a picture of a sentry on duty. He must be on alert at all times because at any moment he may be attacked by the enemy. Now, this is true of every Christian. There's not a Christian that's left out of this battle. We have three great enemies. The world, the flesh, and the devil. And they're all our enemies. And unless, and by the way, it's not the round thing that we're talking about when we say the world. It's a world system. Amen? I was talking about the, the getting caught up in that mess down under the parade yesterday as we was, went down there. And I, I had forgotten it was even going on. And I said, oh my word, what's wrong with the world? I mean, look at this. I mean, absolutely out of sorts. Just walking down the street half naked and now drinking beer and carrying on like somebody, a bunch of heathens. You know, they're in, they're, the world system is our enemy. It's our enemy. And the flesh is our enemy. And we have the devil as our enemy. And unless we are on guard at all time, then the devil and our enemy will overcome us. The world is the enemy without, according to 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. Now, if you want to live the Christian life that you ought to live, uh, then you better be aware of the world as your enemy. You better wake up. This world is not your friend. Beer, wine, and whiskey is not your friend. Pornography is not your friend. Movies are not your friend. Getting involved in everything else in the world except uh, going to church where you ought to be and, and not serving God but serving the devil and going to the devil's places. That's not the Christian lie. We need to be delivered from the world. Secondly, the flesh is the enemy within. Now, the flesh refers to our old Adamic nature. Our old nature is corrupt and cannot improve itself. Romans chapter 7, where we preached a few weeks ago, verses 18 to 25, uh, says plainly that the things that I want to do, I find myself not doing. The things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. I have war going on. And that war is constantly my flesh. And I heard one preacher preach several years ago, the greatest enemy that you've got in this whole world is this thing right here. It pulls at you all the time. We very quickly fall prey to our old nature. And you got to remember something too. When you got saved, brother, you didn't get rid of that old nature. It's still there. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 21 talks about the, the nature of the flesh. 
talks about adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedations, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. And that's sins of the flesh, which are pride, jealousy, envy, just impatience, intolerance, criticism, and so on. So, if you're to be the Christian, you better get on guard against these things. The devil, the Bible says that the, we battle in the flesh. Thirdly, the devil is the enemy around. Now, the devil is real. He's powerful. He's a personal enemy. And he's determined to bring about our downfall. I believe this. I was, I was studying the other day and thinking about this. Did you know the devil knows this Bible? And the Bible says that he hasn't got long. So that means he knows he ain't got long. And being he knows he ain't got long, brother, he's going to be busy about it. He's going to try to uh, get everybody he can. And by the way, he's not after that bunch down there on 5th or 7th Avenue. It's in sin, stooped in sin, and doing everything wrong it seems like in the world. He's after Christians. I... And, and we need to realize that the devil is our enemy. He's real, he's powerful, he's a personal enemy, and he's determined to bring about our downfall. And we are not to ignore uh, his power and his devices, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. He'll come around as a roaring lion, 1 Peter 5, verse 8. But sometimes he'll come around as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14. Now, we must learn then how to fight Him and all who are allied to Him we're, if we're to win this battle over the devil. And then we're to stand firm in the faith. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Stand fast simply means stay put. Amen? Drive down some stakes. Don't be moved. Now, I'm not talking about moving from one church to another and so on. I ain't what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about drive down some stakes when it comes to the Word of God. Don't let anything move you from your faith. You know how it works? A man just this week, we and him are talking about uh, this one preacher that's on TV. And he said, you listen to him preach? I said, no. He said, why not? He said some good things. You know what I said? He says some good things. Well, wait a minute. You know what Brother Rolf taught me? If you don't know what the Bible teaches, you have no right as a pastor to say it. Amen? You've got to know what is right in the Bible. And sometimes you listen to somebody. It's sort of like that elder lady I went to visit years ago, and she said, Preacher, I'm doubting my salvation. I said, what the world's wrong with you? She'd been at our church for years and years before she passed away, and, and I went to see her, and she was so depressed. And I said, what is wrong with you? In 30 minutes, or however long it was, our 50-minute uh, programs come on the radio that she had on in the kitchen, and you had uh, one preacher preaching on, if you don't speak in tongues, you can't go to heaven. And in a few he got off the way, and another one said, By grace he is saved through faith, and all he says is a gift to God. And, 
And another said, you got to be water baptized in a pool of water to go to heaven. I said, no wonder you doubt in your salvation. You listen to all these different denominations and telling you what they think rather than what the Word of God says. The best thing you can do is turn that thing off. Amen? Don't listen to it. And we, we've got to stand firm in the faith. Stand fast in the faith also means keep trusting the Lord. Don't lose your faith in the middle of the trials and testings and your experiences. The focal point of the devil attack is our faith. And if only the devil can get us to stop trusting God, he's won. Let me give you something now. Let your whole trust be in the Lord who will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Then lastly, quiet you like men. Which means behave like a man. Behave like a grown-up. Not just the masculine form here is a man, but behave yourself like a grown-up. It means to make a, a man out of someone. Grow up. You're not a child anymore. How long have you been saved? How long have you been a Christian? Then be your age. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, put away childish things. In 1 Corinthians 3, verse 3, it says, babies are subject to envy, strife, and division. But as grown-ups, you must grow up. We must rise to the full stature of our manhood in Christ. How do you do that? What's the secret? It's given to us in the two word, be strong. Don't rely upon yourself. Now, I can't be like men and behave myself on my own. The reason we fail so often is we rely on ourselves. Our victory is in the Holy Spirit's power who indwells us. Last thing, Ephesians 6 verse 10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Do you ever notice that? Not your might, but be strong in His might. What is the might of the Holy Spirit? Ephesians 6, verse 10 through 17 tells us. Put on the whole army of God. Amen? Study. Let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want anyone, I don't care who it is, to get me in, to see me in a place that I can't be a testimony to them to lead them to saving faith in Christ. I want to grow up. Quit murmuring, complaining. Did you know what? I believe that people, and I've proved it in the last few months, that people are looking for somebody that's happy in the Lord and content in the Lord and then thankful in the Lord. And they notice it. And they come to you and say, what are you so joyful about? What, what makes a difference in you? You know what it is? God means everything to me. And I want Him to be thankful. Or, and I, I don't like to use this word, but I'll put it in the sense I think we can all understand it. it it's like uh, uh, my daddy would say to me, Son, I'm proud of you. Amen? That's what I want my God to think of me. That, I, that when I'm living the Christian life, I want my God to be thankful for me as a Christian. 
And that's what it's all about. But that's a battle, 24 hours a day. But we can win. Because the Bible says, greater is He is in us than He is in the world. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that You'll bless us now. Amen.